ladies and gentlemen. The last time we recorded, which, you know, uh, 70 days ago, we don't talk about that, uh, was after the Bruins' 7-1 win over the Sabres. And so, naturally, today's game that happened with the Bruins was a 7-0 win over the Sabres. Great, great improvements since then. Really shows how far the team has come. Good job, Montgomery. And we're back. Exactly. I mean, it's it's really just, like, the only thing to analyze from that, I think, is just... I mean, they, I agree. they played better against the Sabres this time, so... That's that's all that matters. Just don't look at that Chicago game. That was brutal. Yeah, let's let's start there. Let's start with the let's start with the bad stuff. Um, that's fair because uh, we've missed eight games, which I mean it's it's the crazy schedule that they're on. Anyways, so it's yeah, it's gonna be a lot. They're not even um, like they're on the fifteen games in twenty five days uh, stretch. Still not even halfway done that. They're only at seven games out of the 11 days, which is also like an insane amount. But here we are. Um, oh, we're there. Yeah. But like they, they won against the Rangers and then had four days off. And then that started this actual long stretch, which they opened that by losing to the Oilers, which, you know, not a great game, but like, okay, it's the Oilers fine right like you can drop a game it's also like you can drop a game who cares um then they played detroit on that saturday uh and that's the night that they clinched a playoff spot now they played them in the afternoon and then clinched a spot later because i don't remember what teams lost for that but still uh that happened and then they lost to detroit 5-3 the next day and and that game felt a little weird you know like just didn't yeah. really feel like they had anything going like they were down for nothing almost came back that would have been something but almost to make it a one goal game <laughs> yeah i mean it was four three but <laughs> almost almost was not nothing here no and i mean you know it is what it is it's a February or February, no March, twelfth loss to the Red Wings the day after they've already clinched a playoff spot. You know, like wasn't the end of the world by any means. Uh, but of course you can go. Oh my God, they've lost two of their last three. It's all over. And <laughs> and then you go to that Chicago game. Oh. How how did you feel watching this game? Well, from the start, I was kind of like, game kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. And and I just, granted it was, what, an 8.30 p.m. start? So, I think so, on a weeknight. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I'm tired. They look tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I guess my only takeaway is uh, Taylor Radish, huh? That trick. Yeah, apparently. He can't stop can't stop that guy. Although he's got twenty goals in the year. Well, whatever he's at now. He's he scored still his 20th at twenty. I just checked. Goal. Oh good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was certainly a game I wanted to forget and once they made it like I think it was five to three, I was like, Okay, I'm turning it off. And can't say I was uh upset to turn it off although i mean looking at the shots i mean they outshot the chicago 42 to 29 so 
And didn't, uh, yeah, Mrazic got hurt. <laughs> yeah. After making uh, 16 saves on 16 shots. And then they brought in Alex Stalock, the king. And, well. And they still yeah, didn't come back. That was a game. Uh, when Zaka scored to make it 3-2, I thought we were having some fun. I thought that they were going to be able to pull one out where they, you know. Probably don't the greatest, really deserve but, it, but yeah. Yeah, which they had been doing all year. Like, yeah. Especially looking back at that Detroit 4 nothing comeback that almost was, I was thinking, well, if there's a team that would do it, it would be this year's Bruins. That <laughs> would come yeah. back on a second half of a back-to-back against the same team. Come back from 4 nothing down, well. Never mind, but yeah, hey, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have those games, so oh well. I think uh, you and I are both on the same track mind of, oh no, they're only this insane amount of wins yeah. to this insanely like, small amount of regulation losses. Yeah, it it didn't really like phase me. Like in the moments, like, come on, <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, I think not worried isn't the right word, but after that Chicago game, you know, the, even that. That game they won, the Saturday game against Detroit, where they were down two nothing, they had an excellent second and most of the third period. They were dominant after being dominated in that first period. But you don't want to see stuff become a trend, especially this time of year. And you know, especially you're not going to be playing Detroit or Chicago in the playoffs, so you, those teams in the playoffs probably won't let you off the hook as easily. So you know, you can be. Like, oh, I hope this surely isn't a trend, but you know, people people like to be uh hyperbolic in their reactions, so yeah. Best to steer clear of that. Yeah, and I think especially in that in that Chicago game, Posternock getting that penalty shot. Oh my at, god. Like, it was what it was like two minutes ago. I forgot about that. And he beats Staylock and just Whiffs. The puck beats him. Yeah, like it's just like, yeah, that's that'll do it. That's the game. Um, yeah, that was certainly that fit that game very well. So so crazy to me that Jared Tenorti is a top four defenseman on that Chicago team. Whoa, 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 whoa! He should be top two. Okay, thank you. That's that's why that's what I'm trying to say. Hey, he scored yesterday, today, one of these recent. He recently he scored. Um. No, he did not. <laughs> oh, I saw I saw a tweet saying Jared Tenorti in all caps. So maybe it's that's his assist. Maybe it got redirected and they changed the credit. Yeah, I, Never mind. it shows yesterday against Arizona he had an assist, but he doesn't all have right. a goal since November twelfth against Anaheim when he had two. It's the only Everyone time he scored this him season. Home. Maybe. But other than that. Um, I think like the big the big point with games like that is like, all right, cool. So they like played down to their opponent. What matters the most is how they play against the top teams. Absolutely. And you know, are Winnipeg and Minnesota like the most like the the greatest teams ever? No, but I mean Minnesota's like. Fourth in the West, Winnipeg's in a wild card spot. Those are both playoff teams, and I mean the Bruins went in and shut out Winnipeg uh, Thursday night. Swayman had thirty six saves. Yeah, that was a great performance by Swayman, which I guess is becoming quite the trend. 
I mean, yeah. For Swayman. That's all he does. Um, I would have, uh, speaking of the Wild game real quick, I would like to see those teams play again, but with the Wild having Kaprizov. Yeah. So that could be a really fun matchup. But, hey, shout out to the Bruins video team, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, it was, what, two offside? Uh, yep. challenges and I don't remember if it was the first or the second one but the camera feed like the that Nesson had of one of them was like insane like you can it, you listen you can tell it's offside but you literally like if you track the puck you just see like a tiny speck of black on the screen but it's it's clearly offside because the puck still hasn't fully crossed when the wild player did but it's just like how do you even like in that moment, go. Yep, this is something we got to challenge because you got to you got to challenge that pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hey, it it worked. I mean, they got the game puck after the game. Yeah, I don't that was pretty saw cool. That, but <laughs> yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good gesture. Because uh, I mean, I guess they did win five two in the end, but. Those, hey, one was an empty netter. Goals called back were very useful. <laughs> true, 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 true. I can't believe Trent Frederick has 16 goals. I'm just going to say <laughs> it, all right? Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect at all intended, but... <laughs> yeah, he's definitely he's definitely shooting over his career high. But, I mean, hey. I mean, God, he's 25. Okay, I thought he was still younger than that, but... No, I mean shooting, <laughs> shooting at a career best. I mean he has the most shots he ever has in a season. Has the most games played he has in a season. Yeah, he's been like more consistent. I think of who he's playing with, like because I mean the bottom six has kind of just been working. Like it's either him with isn't that so Kansas nice? And Hall and have... Coyle or down that fourth line, like consistency and like not going mm-hmm. every single game. Someone's in, someone's out. Although granted, they're kind of doing that on defense right now, but. <laughs> Just like knowing, hey, yeah, these guys are playing right now. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And at that, six game-winning goals. Six of his 16 <laughs> goals are game-winning goals. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, just, I just saw that. I don't know. He's tied <laughs> for... Awesome. I mean, no, he is just second on the Bruins with six game-winning goals. Postnock and Bergeron at seven. And then DeBrusque and Hall at five. Coyle doesn't have a single game-winning goal, and yet he is 13. I mean, oh, Zaboral has a game-winning goal, though, so shout out. Oh. Same with Locko and Hathaway. I don't know. And Greer. <laughs> and Felino. Well, yes, they're all better than Coyle. Well, yeah, of course. Derek Forbert and Mac like and Charlie McAvoy have two game-winning goals. <laughs> the only surprise there is Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, of course. This Bruins team is stupid, dude. So stupid. The backup has a 920 save percentage. It's also disrespectful oh, to just call Jeremy Swayman the backup, but yeah, still, the... <laughs> still when um, comparing it to Allmark's 935, it's just like, Jesus. Yeah, and then obviously but today, Sunday, when they stomped the Sabres, did you see after the game... Uh... The pizza and wing interview with Swain. <laughs> I did not. 
Um, Bruins tweeted it. I'll have to pull it up if you need a link. But they uh, were using a pizza mic. It was Carlo, I think it was. And then uh, Linus came over during his interview and gave him a wing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just what you said. Jeremy Swayman, yeah, backup goalie. No, notable backup goalie. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, I just found the video. It's literally Carlo just standing at the thing, just holding a piece of pizza. <laughs> then Omar in with the wing. Yep. <laughs> and Swayman takes a bite of Carlo's pizza. Oh, you know, it's fun seeing, you know, relaxed, laid back. Oh, we're fine. Let's have fun. Yeah. Um. But is that an issue come playoff time? Yeah, they're, yep. They're just having too much fun. They're just gonna so clip that and I wanna... make another uh like hit piece hype video, but it's just too too much fun instead of too young. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyler Bertuzzi's played seven games for yep. the Bruins. Uh just I don't know, just three assists in that span, but I want to know how you feel. He has four. Am I over? He has four? Okay, that's right. All right. I'm looking at uh, Elite Prospects. They did an update from today's game. I was going to say, I thought he... Okay, so then he has eight games and four assists. Yep. So, the way I've been watching, from my perspective, he probably could have about ten. <laughs> yeah. I. His yeah. vision and passing is incredible. Yeah, and imagine getting Taylor Hall back on a line with Bertuzzi and Coyle. Imagine the difference make, how big of a difference that line could make. Not that they're bad. I mean, Frederick, I guess, is the best goal scorer to ever exist. <laughs> but that makes me excited to see. I didn't know he. I didn't know he he had that vision and passing ability to him like that. But he seems to make. High quality passes, seemingly with eyes in the back of his head, almost there all the time. And I wish he got rewarded today with a goal, but I guess he can't kick the puck in. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, he's been doing really well. Um, like just his yeah his vision and everything, I've been really impressed by. Um, you actually look, I just pulled up his possession metrics. So, I mean, this, this only has updated through seven games, so it's not including today, but like on ice shooting percentage. Uh, so it's just like his, the team's on ice shooting percentage in all situations while Bertuzzi is on the ice. Uh, it's at 6% in his career. It's been averaging like 11% and that, sorry, that's 6% in the, in the seven games it's tracking with the Bruins. So you know, clearly, at least shooting offensively, sh offensive shooting wise, uh, Bruins haven't been getting an insane amount of luck just in general mm. while uh, Bertuzzi's been on the ice anyways. So you would expect that number to turn around and yeah, you'd expect more stuff to be going in. Like obviously Hall's primary, primarily a passer, but you get him back for game one of the playoffs, hopefully, and you just pray that Coyle just goes to the net and just puts his stick there 
and then Bertuzzi yeah. and Hall just send it in off of him. But yeah, I've been really impressed, and I don't think the you know four points in eight games, people yelling about that. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's just some people saying that he's got to figure it out fast, and it's like, figure what out? <laughs> All right. <laughs> But yeah, no. I mean, he's also had two goals called back. Two? Yeah, right today the... and. I don't remember the other one. I knew today, obviously. I think it was but Thursday. I don't, remember. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember what day it was. But there was another one that he got called back. Huh. I don't even remember that one. I'll take your word for it, though. Yes. <laughs> uh, it might have been before that, but I don't know. It, it's happened. I swear. <laughs> So, I think uh, think that'll turn around, and hey, I'll take it turning around in mid-April, you know? There you go. Um, But yeah, next up then, uh, I guess we, we can talk about the, like, defensive rotation the Bruins have been doing and, and everything there. Uh, Derek Forbert, uh, who was a part of that, got hurt. Uh, against Winnipeg, he was wearing a walking boot after the game. Didn't really seem to be any sort of timeline given. Granted, you know, the Bruins were on the road, so they weren't rushing to get a <laughs> statement out about his injury, I would assume. But yeah, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Although, you know, they've been having Forbert, Carlo, Clifton, and Grizzlick sort of be the ones all rotating. Granted, I think Carlo's a lock. His spot's a lock for playoffs anyways. It's just kind of trying mm-hmm. to make sure he doesn't get headshot every night. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. And then today, against the Sabres, they they rotated out Orlov. Which, I feel like that's probably not, like, he's not he hasn't been a part of the rotation. You know, and maybe that was just to get him, like, used to the team and everything but yeah i feel like he's probably nursing something in the same way of them cra- uh scratching Krejci today where it's like he's probably got something let's just be safer with it and just you know it's a back-to-back with travel they got this insane stretch yeah it can't hurt to be resting they've clinched a play they clinched a playoff spot a week ago like kind of a who cares let's just make sure everyone's okay type thing yeah they got they have a saturday sunday back to back with travel every weekend for the rest of the regular season so i think that sunday game you'll start to see a lot of a lot of rest probably which i i wouldn't hate i imagine that um like looking at the last few games the regular season they play the leafs on a thursday then devils on a saturday that devils game Probably the last time you're seeing Marshawn Bergeron, Krejci, Pasternak. Maybe Pasternak's yeah. going to keep playing, but at least Marshawn Bergeron, Krejci, I assume they'll be all out after that. Because there's yeah, a back, the back-to-back, back, you go to Philly, you're not putting in your good players against Philly on the road on a back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. And then you play Washington and Montreal, you're starting the AHL team. Like, Yeah, I think maybe you give... Uh, like kind of split it up like you would a preseason game where some of them go against Washington and then some of them go against Montreal. Well, they'll probably have them do at home so they don't have to travel to Montreal for nothing, but you know yeah. what I mean. But, 
Yeah, it's funny. I was looking to maybe go to that <laughs> last game against Montreal. Um, but then I was like, well, do I really want to see the Providence Bruins play an AHL yeah. team at NHL ticket price? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to be. So I figured again, I figured, you know what? I'll see if uh, these resell scammers lower their prices for a playoff ticket. <laughs> hey, well, maybe I'll go to one of those. Yeah, well, I'd like to think that guy is going to realize he's not going to get $3,000 for low sheets to game one. <laughs> hey, you never know. I guess that's the worst part of your team being, you know, historically good. Yeah, can't go and see them. Yeah. yeah or when you do go and see them, they lose in overtime and Can Talbot has the best game of his career. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, with that, hopefully, hopefully, Forbert's injury isn't isn't too bad, and mm-hmm. everything there should be good. Ah, uh, next up then, um, I guess we did kind of just talk about them, but like, Orlov's still been, um just great since the Bruins have got him I mean he has he has 12 points in 11 games he's just been just solid on the back end there's like literally nothing to complain about he's averaging like what 22 minutes 21 22 minutes a night like yeah literally just can't complain and uh Hathaway Garnet Hathaway snipes apparently oh of course uh, it does <laughs> I mean, he has, he has two goals, two assists for four points in, uh, oh god, it just closed. It was also 12 games, yeah. Um, but yeah, the goal he had today with off of a great pass by Zaboral. Hey, nice to see, you know, he has played exactly how I would expect Garnet Hathaway to play. You know, yeah. goal scoring, touch, and everything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just, just being, like, um, at this point he's been just like a minor menace. I imagine once, once start to face the same team over and over in a playoff series, it'll get, oh yeah, it'll get a lot more. It's <laughs> like I don't know how much his energy, which fair, his energy is there for the second half of back to back against the Buffalo Sabers. Hey, or, you, you know, grabbed Thompson for a Chicago. second there. That's true. And I mean, Frederick fought Dylan Cousins. Ooh, that was... I don't know what happened, but Frederick kind of like, I don't know if he slipped, or if maybe when Cousins grabbed him, he pulled him down a little bit, but he was not ready to go when that first happened. Yeah. Because I remember he was looking straight down, and like, uh-oh, that's not good. But yeah, he, he started responding, and then the rest were like, oh boy, we better save that guy's face. Oh. Yeah, I can't. It's funny. The, the Sabers seemed more interested in showing emotion after the whistles than in in between them. You know. Yeah, of course. And, uh... <laughs> Why score a goal when you can fight Trent Frederick? Yeah. Which is funny. I know. I know. Obviously. The uh, good old uh, 
deserves to win O-meter. Yeah. Doesn't always, you know. That had the Sabres with a 65% advantage to Boston's 34. Um, so yeah. maybe Sabres needed a little bit better goaltending. <laughs> They they definitely did some of those some of those but some of them were down. not his fault. Like, it was a mix of a good yeah. mix of both. That's for sure. Because I mean that one, what was it? Coil to DeBrusque? <laughs> that was filthy. Yeah, there's no chance. Yeah, Uka Pekka Lukanen expected goals against two point six eight nine. Actual goals against seven. <laughs> yeah. And um, can we? Get an updated uh, Bruins goal differential. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. So, just alongside <laughs> their points, the Bruins are 53-11-5 in 69 games. They got 111 points. Goal differential of plus 113. <laughs> Carolina and New Jersey are tied with 52 <laughs> below for second place. Aw, that's so cute. Those little guys are <laughs> so close. They're catching up. And then Anaheim <laughs> is about to have minus ninety-nine in the minus. <laughs> oh my god, they're minus ninety-nine. Do the Bruins play Anaheim for the rest of the season? I don't think so, right? No, they're already... damn. That would have been good. Yeah, Anaheim minus 99, Columbus at minus 85, and then Chicago and San Jose at minus 69. Jeez. And regulation wins, the Bruins have 46 of them. Mm -hmm. Next closest is Edmonton with 37, and then Toronto with 35. I mean, the Bruins... It's just absurd how... The Bruins have 46 regulation wins. No one has 46 wins. Like, Carolina has 45 Damn. wins <laughs> and 33 regulation wins, right? Like, the that's, difference between that. That's crazy. What when the, the Bruins win, they win. They just win in regulation. That's Oh, yeah, that's no. Crazy. Their last 10, 7 and 3, though. Yeah, I don't know. Might be washed. Might be. Yeah, good point. They are. Yeah, but I mean, poor Buffalo. Well, I guess poor Buffalo fans. <laughs> they were all priming up to make that wild card spot. Now they're two six and two in their last ten. They're pissed off because their coach isn't playing Tyson Jost. Which I mean, I guess if you got to rely on Tyson Jost, maybe yeah, that's your own but... problem. But I guess he's been good for them. But now they're thirty three, thirty and six, and they currently stand six points out of a playoff spot. Tied in games played with Pittsburgh, so good luck. Jost, Maybe next year. Joe says nineteen points in forty-eight games. Like, well, like, am I missing something? Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he does things away from the puck. I mean, Dude. yeah, away from the puck. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just looked at Bruins cap friendly page, and it's just looking at the transactions. It's just. Jacob Blocko, Jacob Blocko, Jacob Blocko, Jacob Blocko, Jacob Blocko. <laughs> emergency loan, minors, emergency loan, minors, emergency loan, minors. Every day. <laughs> Up and down. Uh, yeah, he posted the, the Simpsons gif. Yeah, just <laughs> in and out of the house. Yeah. 
the other thing related to the Bruins I had specifically written down was uh, about power play struggles, which I think as of late they've kind of brought it back a bit. They were one for three on the power play uh, today. They got some goals. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the actual stats are looking like. They were one for Let's four see, against the Wild. What day are you? They for? were zero for three against the Jets, and uh, I don't care about the Blackhawks game. That's too far back. But recently. It's been looking better, at the very least, just on the ice. And hopefully that trend continues, because, yeah, well, what, since... what was the stretch? It was like 6 for 63 or something at one point. Oh, it was it was wonderful. Yeah. It was basically 10%. That's all I know. On their last six games, they're 15.8%. See a little closer, maybe on this road trip. 16.7%. In their last four games, so well, it's improvement. Not horrible, yeah. Their last three, they're twenty percent. There we go. Hey, hey, get in there. Moving up, that's but, what counts. Hey, last two games, twenty-eight point six. Oh, boy. <laughs> they're yeah, bad. Last two games, games uh, goals for twelve, goals against two. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they're kind of good. Yeah, I don't know how many more times we can say it, but we'll find ways. Yeah, just trying to find different <laughs> ways every single episode to be like, this team is good. This team is exceptional. This team is phenomenal. Literally just pulling up thesaurus.com and just typing yeah, like, <laughs> synonyms. I am so, okay, not so, but I don't like that I have to miss Saturday's game against the Lightning. That's mm. going to be a good one. And yes, in that game them, is going Ottawa to be Montreal. marvelous. That game is going to be superb. That oh game boy, is going here we go. To be valuable. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a back. Uh, that's a back to back with travel of lightning hurricanes. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's just the weather back to back. And what the heck? They play good teams <laughs> on the weekend, and then both this week and next week they play. Very average opponents during the week. Ottawa, Montreal, <laughs> Nashville, Columbus. Yeah. Which also, speaking of teams that have fallen out of that race, the Sens. Four, five, and one their last ten. They're even. They're one point behind Buffalo, so they're even further back now. Minus ten goal differential. It's the race is really now just between. Like it's the Islanders, Penguins, Panthers. And maybe Capitals, but Capitals are five points back of Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has two games in hand. So it's really just, it's really just the Islanders, Penguins, and Panthers. So now, question for you: of those three teams, which team do you want them to avoid at all costs? <laughs> avoid the Panthers. You know, I, I was thinking that. Like, I'm not, like... But I think the Islanders. I don't know. I just... Sorokin, though. He... I don't know. I just have a vision in the playoffs where goaltending wins you games. Um, yeah. And Pittsburgh and Florida uh, don't have much goaltending, but Sorokin's right behind Allmark in terms of the advanced metrics of... Goal yeah. saved above average and that kind of kind of garbage, but 
Uh, let me see. I wanna. I, I wonder how uh, good old Sergey Bobrovsky is doing for the Panthers. Yeah, remember it's Bobrovsky, right? He's the most inconsistent goalie ever. Oh yeah. And My... he could he could easily go out and just have a series where he's phenomenal. I guess. I mean, he's got a 9.04 save percentage and 45 starts. Yeah. Actually, his playoff career save percentage is 901. Let's take the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, back in that series against the uh, Blue Jackets in 2019, he'd make, like, three incredible saves, and then, like, one would just, like, go, like, four miles an hour between his legs and in. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, shit, yeah. I mean, I honestly see, like, the Panthers with Kachuk and Barkov and... All that you know makes you not want to face them, but yeah. But there. maybe that'll good matchup for the Bruins because they don't allow much of much anything, anything. So, yeah. but hey, I think honestly, like I'm just so afraid it, of a 2019 it, Lightning happening. It, yeah, I think whoever they play doesn't matter because if they're gonna lose to one of those teams, they'd be losing to any of them. You know, True. like I think it's just like True. if they're if they're playing like how they would be yeah. hypothetically if they're losing that series, they'd be losing to all of them. Yeah, I th- I, I think just... they should beat all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but they could beat all of them. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually really intrigued by a potential Devils Rangers matchup. I think that would be could yeah. be electric. That'd be really good. Uh, we're definitely in that part of the season where we're just all right. Just let's just start the playoffs already. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also tough when there's really not a whole lot to, you know, be like. Oh, there's this team could make a, which I guess technically maybe a team like Washington or someone could run the table and squeak in. But like basically all the seating is set. Yeah, I mean it's definitely going to be Toronto, Tampa, and. Yeah, I'd say it's going to be Devils Rangers. <laughs> but, oh, definitely. I mean, I don't even know what the West looks like for playoff stuff. It's oh, like Colorado's, you got, I forgot. Colorado's like it's third. Calgary that's like the closest. It's pretty much um like the wild card. It's like it's Seattle, Winnipeg. They got the two wild card spots and you have Calgary and Nashville on the outside looking in. And that's it. Um Nashville has games in hand, but they are still five points back. Yeah, and one of those games in hand is a uh, seven nothing trailing right now. That's true. Or is it even, or is it even worse by now? Oh, it's still, uh, it's seven, still seven. seven. Yeah. Respect. That's the worst part, though, is when your team scores a whole lot of goals early, and then you're like, oh my god, it's gonna be like thirteen nothing. And then they just cruise. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, I mean. Imagine being the Minnesota Wild, though, and you're like, you have a good season, finish second in division, you have to face the Colorado Avalanche first <laughs> round. I mean, it's because they were just, like, decimated by injury, you know? Yeah, and uh, is Landeskog, I saw that he was supposed to return, then they pushed it back, and then... I, well, here's I a story from the NHL. Bednar doesn't know if Landeskog can return to elite form with Avalanche. Coach expresses concern about forward who is still recovering from knee surgery. That 
Has Am I a little bit concerned? Yeah, the Avalanche coach said Wednesday. I mean, he hasn't played all year. Do you think he can easily come out of this and be fine? Yeah, I mean, he's putting in the work, so only time will tell. You just don't know. <laughs> oh. I think... He'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things. Right? Like, you know, it's one of those, uh, you're saying it, but not actually saying it. Yeah. What's their cap space? $142,000. I don't know what... Yeah, okay, he'll be back game one. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, Also on that note, uh, Taylor Hall. Probably back for game one of the playoffs. Oh, I would love that. Probably, like, I don't know. Like, the, the reports have been so conflicting on it. We really don't know at this point yeah um but uh we're gonna live under the assumption that he's gonna be back because uh, otherwise i'd like to live in that world too <laughs> yeah <laughs> otherwise i mean listen there i mean bertuzzi is hall but <laughs> you know it'd be nice to have both of them so we shall see uh, other than that, there isn't any more Bruin stuff specifically. I did want to. I, I did want to touch on. Oh, okay. If it's still Bruins. just real quick. Yep. It, yeah, it's about the Bruins, but it's not going to take too long. Okay, let's pretend that Felino and Hall are both healthy for oh, game yeah. one of the playoffs. What's your bottom six look like? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, I mean, is that a is that an acceptable answer? I genuinely have yes, no idea. Yes, because I agree. Because <laughs> you have what seven. Eight players for for six spots, and you, you have, can make a case for each and every one. You have Hall, Co- Coyle, Bertuzzi as locks, and yep. honestly, probably no stick as a lock, just because he's you that, have to. He's that PK left shot center, and so, his faceoff percentage is almost sixty percent. Yeah. So, and then they need to keep him in. And then you have Felino, Frederick, Hathaway. Hathaway is a lock because I. Imagine so trading for him at the deadline. Yeah. I think so then you them. have sixteen goal scorer Trent Frederick, or do you have the leadership and Nick Felino in there? I think Freddie's aren't in the spot, which sucks because so, Felino has yeah. been so good too. Yeah. Which is why I completely agree with I, you. There is no good answer. It's a wonderful issue to have. Yeah. I mean, someone's gonna get hurt. Knock on wood, but you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it would it would make the decision easier, but please don't have it be like that. Please, whatever hockey god there is right now. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how. And plus, there are two question marks still. So you know what? Maybe it'll be simpler than we think. Yeah. Even a guy like AJ Greer, you can make an argument for. Yeah, he should be in there too. Or Locko, uh, even like. Ed, oh like, my god! Yeah, just for having him be thrown around like that. Yeah, he probably <laughs> deserves the spot. But I mean, it's such a great problem to have, and like you said, someone's bound to get banged up. That way, you you, know, you can rotate him in. It's a good problem to have. Let's hope no one gets hurt. But yeah. Hey, there's. There's what? Oh my god, I'm trying to count days in my head, but it's more weeks. But <laughs> one, 
two, three, about four weeks until the playoffs start. That's a lot of time. Especially when you're playing every other night. So get through that. And before we know it, we'll be doing our playoff preview episode. What were you going to say, though? Uh, I was going to uh, transition to the uh, James Reimer, you know? My brother in Christ, you have to wear a <laughs> rainbow jersey for 20 minutes. And then in your statement, you say that you support LGBTQ plus people, but then also say, I will not wear this jersey for 20 minutes. But Jesus loves you. <laughs> and I know this this goes into topic of talking all religious stuff and everything, but... You cannot claim that your God is loving everyone and that you love everyone and then literally discriminate against people based on things that they cannot control and it's just their life, you know? Like, I don't know. Same thing happened with Provorov and I think, I don't think, was he, he wasn't Christian, maybe Russian Orthodox, Russian something Orthodox. like that. Russian Orthodox, yeah. But it's like, bro, just, are, are you that, are you that scared? Like, you don't even, it's tw- like it's it's one thing to like obviously they're homophobic, transphobic, every other phobic you want to put for that grouping, but then like obviously there's more people in hockey that also are because it's hockey culture. We know this, but it's like, can you not just put on the jersey? And like I'm glad that like Reimer came out and said that, because now now we now we know that uh, he's an asshole. And I think that's the best way to put that. Mm-hmm. Like, of the little that the NHL does to try to do, like, anything to make hockey, you know, for everyone, like, you have to have this whole ass statement because you can't wear a rainbow jersey for 20 minutes in a warm-up. Why can I picture like these teams' PR departments like on their knees begging, just wear the damn thing, please? Right, like... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like every week there's a new uh, story, for lack of a better word. Yeah. New. Yeah. It's just it's so dumb. It's. It's it's never surprising when something like that like comes out because it's it's hockey culture we're kind of used to it but it's always it's always disappointing it's it's dis- disappointed but not surprised it's literally that <laughs> that common term and yeah uh in wildly different news uh we when we recorded we recorded the night before the actual trade deadline and basically uh, basically nothing happened whoa on the trade deadline day um oh you my god i just searched nick ritchie trade and, and it's still just talking about the leafs ones oh my god bro well, yeah how does this affect the leafs it's it's actually not giving me the Nick Ritchie, Brett Ritchie trade. On, there we go. Okay. Uh, 
but yeah, the Ritchie brothers got traded for each other. Uh, which honestly, so did they just like switch houses? That's what I was wondering. They should make a like... TV show. Oh my god! If they're not, if there's not a TV show in production, someone's secret to get life fired. of the Ritchie Bros. Maybe they, just, maybe they, just they swap can't teams. show some of that. They swap teams every other week and just be like, "Hi guys." Like, wait. Yeah, instead not... of like wife swap, it's like Richie swap. <laughs> it's a Richie swap. Honestly, I think we're on to something here. Yeah, um, NBC contact. No, you don't have the NHL rights anymore. ESPN contact us. Uh, we'll get you something good. Maybe you'll find. Yeah, they'll black it out sport. for everyone though. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, it'll be on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Nick Richie got traded. Traded to the Flames uh, for Brett Ritchie back to the Coyotes. I mean, there were other pieces in that. I think it was Connor Mackey and Troy Stature, but like, who really cares about the other pieces? It was a Ritchie trade, and given our brand, absolutely had to remember to bring that up. And the last Ryan Spooner update of the season, because I saw his Instagram post saying that the KHL season was over for Minx Dynamo. Final uh-huh. stats update in 64 games this year. He had 19 points and 28 assists for or what? 19 goals and 28 assists for 47 points. Minus 24. And then uh, in the playoffs, played six games, had one goal and four assists for five total points. So there you go. KHL season, at least his KHL season is over. I don't know if the how the playoffs went for that. I didn't care to check. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I assume know. based on him playing six games, they didn't make it far. <laughs> Oof. Uh, and last sports note before we look at questions. Aaron Rodgers is eventually going to be a New York Jet. You think and, so? You think that's definitely happening? Uh, you know, I think it might be happening. There's been, like, a few reports alluding to it, you know? Yeah, I saw the couple stuff for that, and then I saw someone say that... I, well, I saw the stuff the morning where people were saying it's a done deal, and then I saw other people saying that, that hadn't happened, and I haven't really heard anything since, but... I also saw the... Aaron Rodgers has a list of demands, basically. <laughs> yeah, that... I mean, yeah, because he went on was... he went on Pat McAfee's show like he always does, and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a Jet whenever." No? That tra- oh, like you actually did not see that? No, I didn't. Oh, see okay. That like he he like actually went on Pat McAfee's show, basically talked through the whole process. Mm-hmm. I saw he was going on that show, but I didn't. I I completely forgot to check what what he said. Yeah, <laughs> but he he said the exact quote was, "Since Friday, my intention was to play and to, and play for the New York Jets." Rogers basically said that, uh, like in the off season, like it sounded like the Packers had wanted him back, and then his darkness then, retreat happened. And then, yeah, literally, and then he came out of it, and it sounded like the Packers were ready to move on. So then he started thinking about moving on, and then met with the Jets, obviously, and I guess yeah, made the decision to go to the Jets, but. How funny, like, just seeing all I mean, the reports about that, and then just seeing Alan Lazard is signing with the Jets, and then two hours later, yes, uh, <laughs> Randall Cobb is on the Jets' radar, and then another hour later, Mercedes Lewis is on the Jets' radar. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's mm, happening here. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck would the Packers even get in return? 
I I don't know. Um, and I think that's why Packers. Wait, are why still it hasn't happened out. yet? <laughs> yeah, because I think there's there's got to be at least a first in there. Like at least you one. Think? I don't I don't think they're getting multiple out of that. Like uh, I don't not. think so at all. But I think, I, I think they're probably getting a first and some sort of uh receiver back. Like not like a high quality or anything by any means, mm-hmm. but just because if Lazard's going there and Cobb's going there, then I would assume that they gotta <laughs> they gotta move someone and it might just make sense money wise for someone to go back, but I don't know. I would. It's weird because both teams kind of have a lot of leverage, which means none of them have leverage. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like. The Packers, like, (laughs) (laughs) the Jets, like, it is. Rodgers has publicly said he wants to be a Jet. He will be a Jet. But then at the same time, the Packers currently have the quarterback they want to start in week one. You know, they have Jordan Love. And so they don't have to necessarily budge and just give yeah. the Jets Rodgers, especially because if the Packers were to wait until I think it's June first or something, some of the uh, contracts, Guarantees. yeah, I don't know. It's something about there would be less money against their cap, so it could technically be better for them. I mean, either way, it's going to be so much money against the Packers cap, which I hate how <laughs> NFL contracts work like that. I Why never can't understand it just be the NHL, stuff. like yep. <laughs> NFL salary cap isn't real anyway, so it's fine. But no. honestly, seeing that like Lazard Cobb thing was funny because then there was a tweet that said uh, Rod- Aaron Rodgers is now an RPG character. I shall only join you if you prove your worthiness by embarking on a dozen side quests to fetch my favorite <laughs> magical items. <laughs> it's just, Sounds about right. <laughs> it's just Lazard Cobb and Mercedes Lewis <laughs> getting the band together. <sighs> How how do you what's the Packers fan in you say, thinking about all this? The Packers fan in me is saying, "Yeah, all right." Uh, you know, like I think last last off season, I was kind of just like, "My God, we gotta like it'd be really nice to have Rogers back, like at least for the Packers organization wise." But then after they traded Devonte last season and yeah. then how this past season went you don't um, talk about what happened against the cowboys nope yeah right. horrible <laughs> christian season. watson um we yeah just how that how that season went uh going i don't know just going into the off season especially like the darkness retreat which honestly like of the things that aaron Rodgers has done and said one of the more tame things like one of the least shocking things. Maybe that's just because we're all used to it by now. That he's just this <laughs> borderline insane man. But uh, I was just like, yeah, darkness tree. That checks out. Uh, that's what Rogers would do. Um, I think, but no, I think my my mindset this off season was like, if Rogers comes back, cool. If he doesn't, cool. Because I think. I think Jordan Love, especially with a full training camp, full off-season preparation, a lot more time to work with everyone, I think I think he could actually do pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, hopeful that the Love era will be will be good. Lovely? Yeah, it'll be lovely. Hopefully I can then do the same thing I do with the Bruins and be like, they went from Favre to Rogers to Love, let's go. <laughs> 
And then equally important, the Cowboys cut Zeke. Really? Oh yeah, it's about damn time. <sighs> no offense, but I mean, Pollard, it's too Pollard's bad. I just mean, been better. I'm kind of worried about Pollard coming off of breaking his leg and tearing his ACL, but Oof. maybe they draft a running back in the first round. But I don't know. But I mean, they. They, the way they use Zeke in the first three years is why Zeke is what he is now. Um, uh, <laughs> the amount of contact he not only took, but created in those first three years when he was probably one of the best, if not the best, in football. Um, good for him. He got paid a lot of money. <laughs> but... yeah. Yeah, they 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 paid him way too much money, and you know what though, Zeke was great, and he did not complain about losing his starting job, and you know, he welcomed it, embraced it, did whatever the team asked him to do to win. And now I'm also worried about Dak getting sacked 42 times a, a game because Zeke, and I still think through the 2022 season was one of the best running backs at picking up blitzes and blocking. So I can't wait for Dak to be on the run even more. Sounds about right. That's one. That's one thing Pollard can't can't do at all. But anyways, Stephon Gilmore's a cowboy. So hey, maybe the defense will win every game. But hey, football season's only less than six months away. Let's get it. Oh God. I can't wait for baseball to start. I want baseball to start, man. I'm saying that now. But maybe I won't be saying that soon. I'm just kidding. I I, I make it sound like being a Yankees fan is awful. But it's awful in October. <laughs> True. I can enjoy it for a little bit. When does the season even start? The oh, it's 30th, 30th of March. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really close. Goddamn. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's normally when it is, but I, didn't, I just kind of have not been thinking about it at all. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I keep forgetting that it's literally a week and X and whatever day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Yankees get to start their season off against Arson Judge. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the Blue Jays open up against, if you even know off the top of your head? I want to say the Cards. That's a matchup. Just such a weird opening. Uh, I think that should all, yeah, cards. Yeah, it's home cards. Opener. At, <laughs> and it's yeah, they start in St. Louis. Oh, they start on a road trip. Oh awesome. my Hello. god, they start. <laughs> they start three game, three game series against the Cards, four against the Royals, three against the Angels, and then the home opener is April 11th against Detroit. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Hard to believe it's already time for baseball. Yeah. That's crazy. Jay's team won't have the vibes. No no Hernandez, no Guriel. Hey, but you have Chad Green. <laughs> That's true. Yankee legend. It's I guess Vlad'll keep hitting home runs off the Yankees, so everything we'll will too. be uh, everything will be good. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, and let's hop to questions real quick. Sure, sure. I believe we have one from Tyler Seeger, which uh, 
yeah, I did not, I did not mean to send that during the game because what I normally do is just like write it and then I save it to drafts and then put it out after the game. But I just, I don't know, my mind just completely blanked while I was doing it. I just hit send. You were so excited. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Tyler Seeger asked, uh, if this third line of Bertuzzi, Coyle, Frederick keeps playing well, do you break them up when Hall comes back, or do they switch it up all around to make him fit back in? My thought was maybe have him or Bert switch to right wing, and you'd have a third line better than most. Yeah. I I completely like agree with yeah. that sentiment. I think, like as good as Frederick has been, cool. Now imagine him on the fourth line. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yep. sure, he might not score as much, but then having someone to roll out then on the fourth line, especially with Hathaway. Yep. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly that. God, this team better do the thing. <laughs> this team better do the thing, man, if they don't. Oh, and on that note. Yeah, I'm not, not going to let's, say anything. Let's not think about that. Um, <laughs> on that note, uh, that's all we have for now. Next episode, who knows when, either next weekend or sometime during next week, likely. Kind of depends on how the Bruins play. Um, but really, you know, we're kind of in that part of the season where it's just waiting until the playoffs so definitely once they come we'll be ready will the bruins though bum bum bum